Welcome humans. Welcome critters. <laughs> Welcome to the Feast of St. Francis. If you're actually listening to the gospel, you may be wondering, why don't we read that bit about the birds of the air and the lilies of the field and just chilling out? <laughs> well, in part, it's because Francis is remembered in popular culture as the guy of nature, the one who celebrated creation, and that is true. But that is just a little part of Francis's life. And when we're reading the gospel today, it says, Jesus says, my yoke, take my yoke upon you. For my, learn from me. I am gentle. I am hum humble. My burden is, my burden is light. I will give you rest for my souls. Now we think about the yoke upon us and perhaps about St. Francis. I've always thought about Jesus being the one driving the oxen. That when Jesus is driving and not the world, the burden is light. I was walking this week with a friend on the beach looking at the gorgeous nature, and she said, well, what if Jesus wasn't the one driving, but Jesus had the yoke next to you? And what if taking that yoke upon us means, hey, come walk with me? This yoke is light. The burden is light when we're walking together. And I thought about it just on a practical level. If we were to lift this table, multiple ones of us, it would feel very light. So perhaps an invitation here today is to look at what it is to walk in the world with Jesus as a partner, lifting the burden of the world. Now, Francis is somebody who grew up in a very wealthy family. His father was a merchant, and it was at a time when that would have been considered new wealth and not respectable wealth, because the respectable wealth was being a landowner. So they were already somewhat on the fringes, but yet massively empowered. And Francis himself had a desire to have great glory, so he went after a military career. And in his first major battle, was captured and was a prisoner of war for over a year. When he returned to his town after he was released, went into a very dark period of introspection, trying to reconcile this drive for glory and yet this incredible pain he suffered. And some wonder was part of the questioning, what's the point? So he recovered somewhat, went back out on another uh, venture with the military. And the story goes that just one day into it, he heard a voice that was basically asking him to think, who are you serving? And with that, Francis turned around and he started to walk away from his life, military life. But where was he to go? Started praying, started pondering. And in prayer, he hears another voice. And the voice says, go repair my church. And all of a sudden, apparently, Francis had this understanding that he was serving the world. He was carrying the burdens of the world and that now he was being called to serve God. And that to serve God meant taking off the world burden and taking on the gospel and discovering as he moved forward over the years that walking with Christ was a light burden. Now, this 
it's a little hard to reconcile because we think of Francis as the guy who took the vow of poverty. And he did. He is very dramatic scene of him shedding his clothes in front of his father and his father disinheriting him. And he, he's making a vow of poverty. But in that symbolism, in that vow, is the vow to not be prey and, and be controlled by the powers of this world, the powers of wealth. And instead, turn his heart and life to Christ. So as Francis went forward, one of the places where he connected with God was nature. He was a mystic, um, the hearing the voices of God. That's a definition of, of mysticism, being able to connect with God in a way that's beyond your own words. So he would go out into nature and pray. And if you've been to Assisi, you mark, go up the mountain. There's a place, a grotto, where it is believed he prayed. Way back in the 90s, you were actually allowed to go in there. I don't know if you're allowed to go in anywhere. It's tiny little cave. That's where he connected with nature, where he connected with God. But that connection was to fuel his ministry. So he went on to found an order of monks. And these monks had a bit of a different, pretty dramatic, different focus, different focus from the monastic communities of the day. The monastic communities were about renouncing the world, but going into the monastic life to separate themselves from the world. Francis's idea and what he understood from the Gospels call is not that is that when we renounce the powers of the world, what we're actually called to do is to walk with Christ, go back into the world, be in the world, like being in nature, connect with God, and proclaim the good word. So Francis started a monastic tradition of itinerant preachers. And he went all over Italy, his followers and fellow fellow friars and monks went all over Europe. And Francis went into England, he went over to Egypt, spreading the good news, saying that the love of Christ is in the here and now. And his, the influence of these Franciscans was so dramatic that as time rolled on, the construction of new churches, especially in Italy, they shifted where the pulpit was. Pulpit used to be way up front near the altar. And all of a sudden, in like a cruciform, you know, cross-shaped church, the pulpits are being built out closer to the people, near the cross cross of the, the two transepts. So there's a huge influence. Walking, preaching the gospel. And I love, even though it's counterintuitive, that our gospel today says, is Jesus saying. Come to me, all you who are weary. Come to me, you who are tired. I'll give you rest. And the way that we rest is to partner, is to walk together. So, as partners with Jesus, as partners with the natural world and all the pets that are here and all the pets that are, that are in our phones or the collars or whatever, let's celebrate Francis in the fullness of his ministry, not just as the popular saint was all about nature, but in the fullness of his proclamation that Jesus is here now. Yes, amen. Uh, <laughs> Jesus is here now with us, walking with us, and we too can proclaim the good word in whatever we do, whatever shuts up. Amen. <laughs>